for everyone who asks, receives, and everyone who searches, finds, and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Sometimes, as Christians, we need to deal with the Bible. I know that might be hard to accept, especially after today's reading from Hosea. That beautiful story of a prophet embodying the whole people of God, then God clearly pointing out what happens when a nation or a people suddenly sanctions injustice is more than a little challenging. I commend it to your study since the names of the children themselves in the story are allegorical. The whole thing is worthy of reflecting upon. However, today's gospel is too compelling to ignore. In today's lesson, the writer of Luke, who is also the writer of the book of Acts, gives us the most bare bones version of the Lord's Prayer that we have anywhere. In Luke's version of events, our Lord Jesus was praying, then finished, and then got asked a question. Now, first off, I've read the Bible, and I know that we are supposed to pray without ceasing. So that's what Jesus does. He never stops praying. I'm not trying to nitpick Luke here. What I'm getting at is that the people around Jesus are asking an honest question when they say, teach us to pray. It is because they don't know what prayer is or how to do it, let alone have an expansive definition for that that would allow someone to do it without ceasing. The priests in the temple probably knew how to pray, and these people around Jesus know that John, the son of a priest, taught his followers how. Prayer to God is a difficult, maybe dangerous thing with rules and regulations in Jesus' day. Where you prayed was what separated a Samaritan from a Jew. Prayer is good for those who do it right and causes curses on those who do it wrong, or so people think. That is what makes what is about to happen truly an explosive moment. This holy thing that is reserved for the pious and which is hidden inside the priesthood is about to be shared with regular people. And in Luke's telling of things, this all happens because they ask. I wasn't raised Episcopalian. I was instead raised a Lutheran. Two different flavors, first LCMS, then ELCA. Those traditions gave me a strong grounding in theology and a love for church music, the latter of which will make me indebted to them forever. In all honesty, I didn't actually know what it was like to be a Christian outside of being a Lutheran. When I left that tradition, I was in crisis. 
My last ditch effort to find the God I knew I loved was, and I was pretty angry at him, was prayer. It seems obvious now, praying to God so that I can work through my problems in my faith life. It turned out I actually did know how to be a Christian without other labels. In prayer, I became a part of a community of believers who, just like me, need their God to help them pray. Faith is a relationship with God that is unmediated and unrestricted. That relationship is what it takes to be a Christian, and we can invoke that relationship at any moment through prayer. God loves us and wants to be in relationship with us. Full stop. The Lord's Prayer, as we call it, is an amazing thing. It both invites us into a relationship with our God, and at the same time, it demands that we admit God into our intimate life as close as any parent. It unites us as believers. I might go into any number of different types of churches or houses of Christian worship, and if I recognize nothing else, I would almost certainly encounter a version of the Lord's Prayer there. We make claims of God's holiness and our brokenness in it and voice understanding of God's forgiveness of our sins. In it, we are knit together as sisters and brothers and siblings of all kinds. This is a prayer for God's people. It also makes us God's people as we pray it. So what is it doing next to a parable about bread, snakes, and scorpions? I think that Jesus knows that the people listening to him need some guidance about what prayer is and what it isn't. Evil is real in the world. The innocent die. Injustice thrives and tragedy strikes. Jesus is teaching that prayer is not a magic talisman against evil and that God loves all creation and listens to us when we pray. The person coming to the door in the middle of the night in the parable asks their friend for three loaves of bread. Anyone who's thrown away baked goods because of mold knows that three loaves is a lot of bread. The request might just be more than they need. It could also be not enough, but maybe that's all the requester thinks they're worthy of receiving. When the benefactor of the story gets up from their rest, we're told they give their friend what they need which we should understand isn't necessarily the same as what they want or even what they asked for. This story is supposed to teach us, or any number of people, what prayer is, as well as how to do it, and what we can expect in return. There is a temptation to blame God 
for bad things that happen in our lives to our loved ones or in the world at large, especially when we pray for the opposite thing to happen and our prayers seemingly go unanswered. Snakes and scorpions. If I pray for peace and get an extra large utility bill, is that God punishing me? A snake for a fish? If a loved one dies suddenly just as I pray for a friend's healing, is God angry at me? A scorpion when I asked for an egg? I've left the part where everyone who asks, receives, and knocks is allowed access and searches, finds till now on purpose. It's linked to the snakes and scorpions. I know for a fact that in my life I have asked God for what I thought was an egg and would have turned out to be a scorpion in my life. So God gave me neither. In today's lesson, Jesus is holding up two important and powerful ideals about prayer at the same time. The first is that we are to pray to God with persistence, literally shamelessness in the Greek. There is nothing that God hasn't seen or heard. And we are, expect, we are to expect that God will give us good things and keep evil ones from us, even as we remember that this is the suffering, crucified, and risen Jesus teaching this. Prayer did not stop Jesus from being the victim of government-sanctioned murder. God is our Father. God's name is holy. We hope for God's kingdom. We ask for what we need and for forgiveness of our sins as we forgive the debts of the people that incur them with us. God saves us from the time of trial. That salvation looks like a cross and an empty tomb. It looks like many people learning and relearning what it means to be loved by God and to love him in return over and over again. Amen.